1: Good Friday morning, it is Coronation Eve.
2: Can you feel the excitement? We are here in London to witness history. It's May 5th, this is today. Crowning moment, the coronation of King Charles III is now just hours away. The royal family out and about, Will and Kate even squeezing in a visit to a pub.
3: Good, good, thank you, all goes well, good.
2: We're live in London with the final preparations, a preview of the pomp and circumstance. Calls for action. New protests demanding charges and the death of a man being restrained by a fellow passenger on a New York City subway train. Investigators looking into whether it was self-defense were live with the latest. Guilty, four members of the far-right group, the Proud Boys, convicted of seditious conspiracy, a charge dating back to the Civil War for their roles in the January 6th attack on the US Capitol, the sentence they now face, and why prosecutors are calling this a historic verdict. Suspect on tape.
4: So what would what would the appropriate thing for me to have Done.
2: New video just released shows the man accused of killing four Idaho college students stopped by police a month before the crimes, as we get a first look at the moment police searched his home.
5: Show yourself! We have a search warrant for the building.
2: We're live with all the overnight developments. Those stories plus legal blitz. Two powerful prosecutors launch an investigation against the NFL.
4: The allegations, if true. Uh, paint a picture of a very hostile work environment.
2: Claims of harassment, retaliation, and discrimination. How the league is responding this morning. Today, Friday, May 5th, 2023.
4: From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie, live from Buckingham Palace, and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza.
2: And hi everybody! Good morning, happy Friday! Welcome to a special split edition of today. So nice to have you along with us, Hoda. I'm right here in London. We are getting ready for the coronation of King Charles. You can feel the excitement on the
1: streets. Oh, I can already see it. I loved how you said Will and Kate were at the pub, and if I'm following your Instagram properly, there's someone else who spent some time <laughs> in the pub. As you did research, of course. Of research, course. Hoda. By the way, I know the fun's over there, but I just want you to take a look at our plaza right now. It's wet right now it's not packed with folks not too many we got some but a week from today the jonas brothers are going to kick off our summer concert lineup and then we are going to reveal the entire lineup for you and it's an a plus one it's going to be a fun summer but the excitement of course is right across the pond with you savannah
2: Oh, the sun is shining here in London 30 seconds ago. It was pouring rain, so the forecast calls for both. Final prep, rain or shine for tomorrow's coronation are underway now. Let's give you a live look this morning. This is Westminster Abbey, where Charles will be crowned king at just about this exact time tomorrow morning. He will be the 40th sovereign to be crowned at that iconic location, continuing a tradition started by William the Conqueror in 1066. When it takes place, Charles will become, at age seven for the oldest British monarch ever to take the throne. More than 300 million people are expected to be watching around the world in what will only be the second televised coronation ever. The last one was 70 years ago, and as mentioned, it's all taking place in less than 24 hours. Keir Simmons is here with me with all the last-minute preps and details for tomorrow's event. You really do feel the excitement on the streets here in
6: London. Yeah, it's great to have you, Savannah. Welcome uh, to London. You know, you and I are going to get to watch history happening It's going to be a breathtaking ceremony. There will be some controversy, as well as the First Lady, the Vice President of China, will be here. We've just seen the king heading into Westminster Abbey. And I'm told, and this is pretty amazing, he's not feeling nervous. King Charles looking relaxed just 24 hours before the biggest day of his life. It's not too bad. The Prince and Princess of Wales even taking time to go to a local pub. Good, thank you. If all goes well, good. Fingers crossed. Good weather as well. Overnight, the city's landmarks lit up. And this morning, commuters treated to a light-hearted message from the king. Please mind the gap. London is almost ready, with last-minute preparations underway, under heightened security. While many are looking forward to the pomp and circumstance, protesters are vowing to ensure their slogan not my king, is heard. It will be Britain's biggest ceremonial event this century. The major general in charge, speaking to us exclusively. How nervous do you get before a big event like this? I don't really get nervous because um, we've done a huge amount of training. Little has been revealed about Prince Harry's plans. The king's youngest son will attend without his wife and children, but Harry will not have a formal role in the coronation. On Saturday, by 5 a.m. Eastern, guests, including First Lady Jill Biden, will be arriving. At 5.20, the King and Queen's procession will leave Buckingham Palace for the Abbey. At around 6 a.m., in front of 2,200 guests, the coronation ceremony will begin. The crowning moment midway through the ceremony, approximately 7 a.m. on the East Coast. At 8 a.m., the king and queen will ride in a gold state coach for a stunning procession of 4,000 troops. Then at around 9.30, the famous balcony appearance. Expect more fun pictures of the children, while nine-year-old Prince George will make history as a page. The Barnes family flying in from Seattle to be here, trying to get a glimpse of it all. 80-year-old Chris has traveled for many royal events, and now she's bringing her daughter and granddaughter.:
5: It's going to
7: be great seeing my grandmother in her element.:
6: The coronation: a celebration that will be remembered by generations.
2: There will be so many different iconic moments here, but the balcony behind us, that's the moment, that's the shot. What are we expecting?
6: Well, they're not telling us. I I know. That's the amazing (laughs) thing. So when you're here with the balcony there and they come out, that will be the first we know of which members of the royal family are going to be there. I mean, obviously, I think we're going to see William and Kate. I, I think we'll see their children. Will Harry be there? We don't think he will be, but wouldn't it be an amazing moment of unity if he did walk out onto that balcony? And just to give you a sense of the history we'll be witnessing, think about this. It will be the first time in almost 100 years that we haven't seen the Queen on that balcony with the royal family. I mean, it's going to be something that we'll tell our children and our grandchildren.
2: About. We've heard that it is less organized than you might think who comes yeah. out on the balcony. After all, it is a yes. family yeah. who might turn up. We shall see. <laughs> Kira, thank you. No, you'll be alongside yeah. as we bring you live coverage of the coronation of King Charles the Third tomorrow morning. Get up early with us. Grab your coffee. Witness history 5 a.m. right here on NBC. And we'll stream
1: it, too, on NBC News now and today all day. Hoda, for the moment, send it back to you. All right, Savannah, thank you. We're going to check back with you in just a couple minutes. Let's move now to protests here at home after a man died on a New York City subway after a fellow passenger put him in a chokehold. Protesters are calling for charges to be filed. Our Stephanie Gosk is in Times Square with the latest on this investigation. Hey, Steph, good morning.
8: Hoda, good morning. That's right. You know, pressure is growing on the D.A. to bring criminal charges. But just because the medical examiner ruled this homicide does not mean that a crime was committed. Investigators are looking at whether or not it was self-defense or if anyone acted with excessive force against a homeless man with mental health issues. Jordan Neely! This morning, calls for charges to be filed are growing louder. Four days after 30-year-old Jordan Neely was killed on a New York City subway. The medical examiner ruling his death a homicide by chokehold. An attorney for his family spoke with NBC News.
0: It would be incredible to me if the outcome of this was no charge, because how can you say that it's okay for someone to strangle someone?
8: New York's governor
0: calling the actions
8: on the train an extreme response.
1: Just looking at that video... You know it's wrong. No one has the right to take the life of another person. The
8: city's mayor cautioning against a rush to judgment.
9: I have faith in the criminal justice system, and I'm going to let the process take its place.
8: In a cell phone video taken during the brawl, a 24-year-old man is seen holding Neely in a chokehold. Several other passengers also helped pin him down. EMTs were unable to revive the 30-year-old, a known street performer who the NYPD says was homeless at the time. The witness who took the video said Neely was acting aggressively when he got on the subway, saying he was hungry, he was thirsty, that he didn't care about anything, he didn't care about going to jail, he didn't care that he gets a big life sentence, it doesn't even matter if I died. The attorney for the family says Neely struggled with mental health issues since his mother was killed when he was 14 years old, but adds having a bad day doesn't justify violence. Police have not publicly identified the men involved, but say they did question and release the one who had Neely in a chokehold. Neely's aunt says her nephew will be remembered for his talent and love of dancing, adding the family wants justice. For protesters outside the district attorney's office, justice means criminal charges.
4: Where is the justice? How does justice look
9: in 2023?
8: New York City is dealing with a crisis of homelessness right now. The numbers, the highest they've been since the Great Depression. In February alone, more than 70,000 people spent a night in a shelter, and that doesn't count the people who are living on the streets. The mayor of this city says one of his priorities is to make sure those people don't end up living on the subway, Hoda.
1: All right, Stephanie Gosk for us there in Times Square. Stephanie, thank you. Ten after the hour, Craig Melvin joins the table. Hey, Craig, how are you? Good
10: morning. I'm great. Good to see you. And good morning to you as well. A jury in Washington. D.C., reached a verdict in what the Justice Department is calling a historic case. They found four members of the far-right group, the Proud Boys, guilty on rare seditious conspiracy charges for their roles in the January 6th attacks on the U.S. Capitol. Our senior Capitol Hill correspondent, Garrett Hake has more on this. So, Garrett, let, let's put this in perspective for us, if you can, here. With a lot of these investigations still ongoing, how significant are these particular convictions?
5: Hey, Craig, good morning. Look, these are hugely significant. As you pointed out, the sedition charge is rarely prosecuted. It actually goes back to the Civil War. But these are the most serious charges anyone has been convicted of related to this attack, with four out of the five defendants in this case found guilty on that charge and others, and a fifth acquitted on seditious conspiracy, but still found guilty of some other serious felonies. Now, in closing arguments last week, federal prosecutors said that these men were, quote, thirsting for violence and organizing for action before the attack on the U.S. Capitol. All of them now face potentially decades in prison, Craig.
10: So what do we know about what these convictions could mean in terms of prosecuting others in this attack?
5: Well, the verdicts are interesting. They suggest that charges for conspiracy related to the attack could be brought against other people who weren't physically at the Capitol on the 6th. One of these defendants, Enrique Tario, who's the former head of the Proud Boys, was actually in a hotel room in Baltimore on the actual day of the attack. So you can start to see how prosecutors could argue that if there's a conspiracy here that involves someone as far away as Baltimore, it could also involve someone as close as, say, the White House. So these verdicts could inform how the special counsel looks at his investigation of Donald Trump and other people in his orbit. And Craig, with more than a thousand people have been charged with crimes related to the attack on the Capitol. So we've got a lot more prosecutions in this vein still to come.
10: All right. Our senior Capitol Hill correspondent, Garrett Haight. Hey, Garrett, thank you.
1: Let's move now to the escalating war boards between the United States and Russia. Top U.S. officials now pushing back after Russia implicated the United States in what Russia calls an attempted drone attack on the Kremlin. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel joins us now with details here. Hey, Richard, good morning.
3: Good morning. Still so many questions about this alleged drone attack. U.S. officials have said they had nothing whatsoever to do with it, which Russia media are now describing as the first air assault against the very heart of Russia since 1942. The White House was quick to respond to Russia's claim that the United States orchestrated a drone attack on the Kremlin with enemy Ukraine.
8: I would just tell you, Mr. Peskov's lying. I mean, as obviously it's a ludicrous claim. The United States had
3: nothing to do with this. The director of national intelligence Mr. telling Congress America's powerful spy agencies are still trying to make sense of it.
8: We don't have information that would allow us to provide an independent assessment on this.
3: Videos posted in what seemed like a timed release on social media Wednesday show what looks like a small drone racing toward the Kremlin. Destroyed, Russia says, by radar defenses and causing no damage. Overnight, a new video appears to show a second drone also allegedly used in the attack. The videos appear to have been taken 15 minutes apart. The red circle was already added to the new video, the source of which is unclear. Also murky, why two men were climbing the Kremlin roof in the middle of the night. Ukraine accuses the Kremlin of staging it all. There's no proof of that either. What's undeniable is that tensions with Washington are already extremely high. Russia is holding American journalist Evan Gershkovich accusing him of spying. The administration considers him more of a hostage. American former Marine Paul Whelan remains in a Russian jail after four years despite American pleas. The U.S. ambassador to Moscow visiting him Thursday. And Ukraine is preparing to launch a long-awaited spring or perhaps summer offensive, backed oh, by American tail. weapons. It is unclear when that offensive is going to take place, and some think that the reason Russia is escalating its rhetoric is to try and break away American support before that military offensive begins. Hold on. All right, Richard Engel for us on that story. Richard, thank
10: you. This morning, there are several new developments in the case of those four murdered Idaho college students. Police body cam video released overnight shows the moment that officers searched the suspected killer Brian Koberger's apartment. And we're also seeing new video of yet another police encounter with Koberger a month before the murders. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin following all of it for us. Aaron, good morning to you.
7: Good morning, Craig. In addition to those videos, our NBC affiliate KTVB reports it has obtained new documents that allege for the first time traces of blood were found in Koberger's Washington State apartment. It's another piece of evidence prosecutors could use to build their case against him.
4: Police Department search warrant,
7: come to the door. This morning, newly released police body cam video showing officers at Brian Koberger's Washington State apartment on December 30th.
5: Show yourself. We have a search warrant for the
7: building. Earlier that same night, on the other side of the country, Koberger was arrested at his family home in Pennsylvania. According to police documents obtained by NBC affiliate KTVB through a public records request, different parts of Koberger's Washington State apartment tested positive for blood, including a mattress cover on the bed, described as having a brown irregular drip. KTVB also reports that there were also two separate stains on an uncased pillow on the south side of the bed. According to the documents, one had traces of blood. What's not clear is who that blood belonged to. Authorities previously revealing a laundry list of other items taken from the apartment that night, including a chemical resistant black glove, multiple hair strands and possible animal hair cuttings. Police also seizing a number of electronic devices. Koberger was arrested in late December and charged with the stabbing murders of Zana Kernodal, Ethan Chapin, Maddie Mogan, and Kaylee Gonzalez. All of them were students at the University of Idaho. A month before the murders, Koberger was involved in a traffic stop on the campus of Washington State University, where he was a graduate student. Body camera video of that run-in also released overnight. I think
4: you know why I
1: stopped you. He ran the red light.
4: What actually happened was I was stuck in the middle of the intersection. Yeah, so I was, I was behind you the whole left. time.
7: The video showing a distressed Kohlberger in his white Hyundai Elantra. The same car authorities later seized from his family's home. The officer explaining he was blocking an intersection and ran a red light. Both ticketable offenses.
4: What would the appropriate thing for me to have
9: done?
7: He was eventually let go with a warning.
9: Never even occurred to me that that was actually something wrong.
7: Koberger has not formally entered a plea but has said through a former attorney that he believes he will be exonerated. Koberger's next hearing will be June 26 at Latta County Courthouse in Moscow, Idaho. Craig?
10: Aaron McLaughlin for us. Aaron, thank you.
7: Mr. Roker, how about a check of the
9: weather? Well, we've got some heavy showers and thunderstorms down through uh, parts of the southern Mississippi River Valley and on into Texas. In fact, with this system, we are watching a risk of severe weather back through Mississippi, but even a more severe risk Dallas, Killeen, San Antonio, damaging hail. Wind gust of up to 20, uh, 60 miles per hour. Tornadoes possible, but what we are really worried about is that baseball size hail. We're going to be watching that. A heavy rain up to the north as well. Uh, we've got some morning frost around the Great Lakes. Severe storms down through the south. Flood watch into the Pacific Northwest. Below average temperatures down through southern California. And that's your latest weather, guys.
1: All right, Al. Uh, thank by the, you. By the way, mix
9: heat tomorrow afternoon, 3.30.
1: 3.30. I knew you'd know. Uh, coming up serious uh, allegation, uh, allegations against the NFL, what we know about the investigation into the league's workplace culture, and how the NFL is responding.
10: Also, Ms. Guthrie, continuing mm-hmm. our coronation coverage in London.
2: Guys, you know, it's really just a family reunion, isn't <laughs> it? And yes, Prince Harry will be here for the coronation coming up next. We're going to take a look at where things stand between him and Prince William and their father ahead of this big day. But first, this is Today on NBC. We're live here in London. Now, guys, look, I don't know what you did yesterday afternoon, but they literally opened the gates for Buckingham Palace. For me, our executive producer, Tom Mazzarelli, we also had some colleagues uh, from media here in the U.S. And yes, we got to go inside. I have never been inside Buckingham Palace. May never be back. Didn't steal anything, but we had a wonderful tour and sit down and a preview um, of how that coronation will go down. So, that was pretty oh, good cool. for a Thursday afternoon. What do you think? Well, That's do really you want to
1: cool. you know, know what we did? Okay, nothing. <laughs> but, anyway, but by the way, you looked like you were ready to go. You got your heels yes. on, your pumps. You were yes. ready to go. Well,
2: you know what? I, we had to walk a long way because all the roads are closed. So this is the classy situation that was going on. See, I always knew that Tom Mazzarelli, our executive producer, could be leaned on in times of need. And that is exactly what happened. We had fun in there. Actually, oh, so sorry. he and I went in the gates. It's just crazy. And then um, we started taking selfies. And like the, the guys who never break a smile or anything, they're like, Stop. We always got kicked out before we even got in the
1: door. Of course you, you that. <laughs> I love it. She's will not really... you
2: blame us? No, no I can't. not at all.
1: But send th- we want to see the <laughs> selfie. Send them, please.
2: <laughs> no, for sure we will. Guys, one of the biggest storylines, of course, leading up to tomorrow's coronation has to do with family. Prince Harry will be reuniting with his brother, his father, his relatives. And the question is, will we see them bond? Will there be a thaw in these relations? And what role, if any, will he have? Tomorrow. NBC's Molly Hunter is live here with Where Things Stand Between Harry
12: and the Royal Family. Hi, Molly. Good to see you in the flesh. So nice to be here with you. Look, this country has so much love for both of these brothers. All eyes will be on them. But when we see them tomorrow, they will be supporting their father in two very different ways. In the final hours leading up to the coronation, the king and queen in waiting are out and about. Oh, what you greeting locals, the princess of Wales talking about the weekend ahead. Right. And the kids excited for the weekend. They're looking forward to it. There's yeah. a mix of sort of nerves and
2: anticipation and excitement going yeah. on at the moment.
12: William and Kate, far and away the most popular members of the royal family. Meanwhile, from California, Prince Harry, coming in just for the ceremony, still unclear if he'll be part of the lineup on that famous Buckingham Palace balcony wave. The Wales family, all of them, as they have done before, will most certainly be joining the new king and queen high above the crowds below. Tomorrow, during the service, the heir to the throne, Prince William, will be on full display, launching a new chapter in his own destiny, kneeling and pledging his loyalty to his father. We have the
11: reign of... Prince William to be King William to come as well. And Prince Harry is going to want to be there for his brother, no matter what they have gone through. And King Charles would want Prince Harry to be there for his brother when King William
12: ascends to the throne. King Charles will also rely heavily on the Princess of Wales, the most beloved, according to recent polling, and for good reason. She's at the top of her game. Marking a new era, she's launching causes that deeply resonate with the 41-year-old mother of three. And since Harry and Meghan's departure, the whales don't typically respond to headlines about the Sussex family. They're pretty busy with their own young family, sharing some milestones with the world, but mostly just getting on with it.
4: It's one of the hardest jobs in the world because you're damned if you do, Mm -hmm. and you're damned if you don't. Um, You have good days and you
3: have bad days.
12: But for Harry and Meghan, the roller coaster has continued since they stepped back from royal life in 2020 and the split between the brothers widening across the Atlantic. Hoda asking Prince Harry about his brother just last year.
1: But
6: do you miss your brother, your dad? Well, of course I do. They're trying to juggle, you know, being a parent and all the other bits and pieces that come with this new life that we've got. Um, that's, a, that's a constant, constant balance.
12: And so tomorrow, King Charles will have both his sons present but perhaps not the way he always imagined now really excited to see both of those brothers tomorrow. But one of the things that's been incredibly clear in the last couple of weeks is that King Charles has a Gen Z problem. Now, Savannah, according to a recent poll, just 32% of 18 to 24-year-olds support the monarchy, and Charles knows that. So we will see a lot more of Kate and Will. They're incredibly popular. They are more relatable. People think they're more down-to-earth. And they're talking about issues that really resonate with my generation and even younger people a lot more.
2: And they're trying to update the ceremony itself to be more diverse and inclusive and for this era. Thank you. We're joined now by Daisy McAndrew, who, of course, is our royal commentator as we experience all the weather that London has to offer and then some this morning. Welcome to sunny London. (laughs) Yes, and rainy at the same time. Daisy, let's talk about William and Harry. I mean, obviously, there's so much tea leave reading. Yeah, there have been some reports that perhaps Harry and his father have been talking, maybe a bit of a thaw. How do you expect it to play out? Could there be surprises tomorrow?
13: I think everybody's keeping everything crossed that there will be surprises because the excitement is building for tomorrow. And a lot of that is Harry's going to be here. Will there be brotherly hugs? You know, will there be slaps on the back? I'm not sure there will be. But as you said, there are signs coming out of Buckingham Palace that the relationship has thawed between Harry and his father. They have been talking on the phone. So maybe we'll see some hugs there. And clearly Harry has made the effort. It's not going to be easy for him to be here. But I think many people looking on oh, and thinking this is a dysfunctional family. We all have dysfunctional families to
2: some extent, so we can relate. And there's sometimes a moment where you got to show up and rise to the occasion. Yeah. So perhaps we'll see some of that on display. Let's talk about Camilla because it is such a remarkable transformation. I mean, yeah. we talk so much about King Charles, that's appropriate, but she will be crown queen tomorrow.
13: Yeah, extraordinary. This time tomorrow, pretty much. She's going to have gone in the, really probably a two decades. She's gone from absolutely public enemy, number one. She was vilified. The newspapers were full of, you know, the other woman, the woman who broke up the marriage. And we've heard, even recently, Harry saying that he still doesn't really like his stepmother, Camilla. And yet, she has increased her popularity, and she is going to be not princess consort, not queen consort, the queen, Queen Camilla. It is extraordinary. And actually, I think there will be a lot of affection for her tomorrow. People thinking, my goodness, she's been through it. But she makes the king a better, happier, nicer person he's quite grumpy he's kind of eorish and she cheers him up she makes
2: him do a better job which is good for all of us she even said in the bbc documentary that he was known for his impatience which you know she can say but we can't yeah <laughs> exactly. and we've seen that yes. we've seen her calm him down well it will be quite a moment daisy i know you'll be along with this i Thank will you so much straight ahead this morning we will talk coronation fashion we got to do that we've got some hints about what prince william and princess kate could wear and a look at the star of the show, The Crown Jewels, guys. We went shopping.
1: Oh, oh did you? All right, we're <laughs> going to check with Savannah in just a little bit. Coming up also, guys, the NFL's under investigation, facing some serious allegations, with some employees claiming it is a hostile workplace. Miguel Almaguer has more on both sides of that story. Coming up after this.
0: This is a big year.
1: Let's move now to that probe into the National Football League. The attorneys general from New York and California, both looking into a host of serious allegations. Yeah, they
10: want to know more about the league's culture, as well as alleged pay disparities and some other alarming claims. NBC National correspondent Miguel Almaguer is in Los Angeles with more on this. Miguel, good morning.
4: Hey guys, good morning. After years of complaints, this dual investigation was just launched by the AGs in California and New York, where the NFL has offices at its core, troubling allegations of a hostile work environment, especially for women and minorities. Facing an off-the-field legal blitz this morning, today the NFL is at the center of a serious probe for allegations of workplace misconduct. The state attorneys general in New York and California are issuing new subpoenas as they investigate claims of harassment, gender pay disparities, and discrimination. The allegations, if true, uh, paint a picture of a very hostile work environment for, for women, For latino and african-american employees a boys club environment just beginning their investigation the ags have cited the rash of explosive headlines criticizing the nfl including minority coaches passed up for jobs and this report from the new york times who spoke to more than 30 women describing deeply ingrained corporate culture that demoralized some female employees No matter how big or large or powerful or popular an entity is, a corporation is, you are not above the law. Though the AGs have not released specifics.
11: The NFL has a sexism and a race problem.
4: They also highlighted this congressional inquiry last year into allegations of workplace misconduct by an NFL team owner. For its part, the league says these allegations are entirely inconsistent with the NFL's values and practices. The NFL offices are places where employees of all genders, races and backgrounds thrive. I believe that we can get better still. Highlighting its commitment to an inclusive work environment, the NFL just held a women's forum featuring the commissioner's wife. You actually see history being made for women right there. This morning, the league trying to move forward while facing serious allegations from its past. This probe is just beginning yesterday. The AGs issued their first subpoenas. We're told the investigation could take weeks, even months, to conclude. The NFL says... It'll fully cooperate. Guys, back to you. Oh, Miguel,
1: right. old, dear. Miguel, thank, thank you. you. Look at Mr. Roker already with oh, the weather. Oh, nice you got well, well, thank you. You I sound surprised. Looked, I haven't looked at you yet. Think about it. We've well, just okay, been drinking. Drink you. it in. <laughs> <laughs> we all do, Al. Uh, we all let's do. Take it in. Okay, now.
9: that's enough of that. Uh, that's uh, enough uh, uh, of that, all right? Uh, let's show you what we've got. <laughs> hey, we've got warm temperatures out west, but here in the east, still one more day of cooler than average temperatures. Boston, 53. New York City, only 65. That's six degrees below normal, but St. Louis, I should Say Louisville, looking at seventy-six degrees, and look at this warmth out west tomorrow. Kansas City, you're going to be near ninety—that's seventeen degrees above average. Oklahoma City at ninety, Dallas ninety-three, Nashville eighty degrees, and guess what? That warmth is coming east. By Monday, we're in seventy-six in New York City, DC through the weekend into early next week, flirting with eighty, mid to upper seventies for Beckley, West Virginia, Pittsburgh. You're going to be in the mid seventies. Always great weather to eat that Pramani Brothers sandwich. And that's your latest. All right, yeah, you guys are you matching. Oh, right. It's prom. my poor son. Exactly. <laughs> We're <thinking laughs> the
11: same
1: <laughs> thing. I love that. All right. <laughs> By the way,
2: guys, if you think King Charles only gets a crown as king, oh no, 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 no. There's so much more. We are gonna take you on a tour of his palaces, plural, and share the history behind some royal residences.
0: This is a big year.